Oh, yeah. When I read your story, I was like, what a badass man. She's in the Marines. She had three kids, like single-handedly raising these kids in active duty. Like props to you. Welcome to the real estate industry where everyone's an expert and everyone's trying to make money off of you, the consumer. So when everyone's trying to profit from you, where do you go to learn the truth? Welcome to Real Estate Talk with me, Wendy Gilch, founder of Selling Later and Consumer Advocate. We'll share actual buyer and seller stories and uncover the truth about the industry. How does it work? How are all these companies making money? And who are the good players in the industry? Learn from sellers and buyers on how they bought or sold, what they learned, and what they would definitely do differently next time. Learn the truth about the real estate industry from people who aren't trying to make a dollar off of you. My name is Rachel Gerald. I bought a house in Conway, South Carolina, and I sold a house in Richlands. I'm sorry, Conway, South Carolina, and I bought a sold a house in Richlands, North Carolina. Okay, and how far apart are they? They're about 126 days apart. And then distance-wise, I know it's, it's two different states, but what's the time travel here? It's about two and a half, almost three hours. Oh boy. Okay. Yeah. And so, what triggered the purchase? My family's originally from South Carolina and I wanted to move back home. My dad passed away last year. So I want to move back home with the family. Okay. Um, and my son is graduating high school in June and nothing's keeping me here in North Carolina. Okay. I said the oldest or the youngest that's graduating. He's the youngest. Oh, okay. Yeah. When I read your story, I was like, what a badass man. She was in the Marines. She had three kids, like single-handedly raising these kids in active duty. Like Props to you because I, I only have two and, and I have help with my husband and I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> there's some days it's just, you just have to question like, what, what, what are you thinking? Uh, okay. So your youngest is graduating high school. Yes. Uh, so did he get to like help you with the move decision or? No, it was more so my husband and I, um, okay. we had been planning for probably about a year and a half now, preparing our finances, preparing ourselves mentally of the move and all the things that come along with it. But um, I sat the kids down, explained what was going on because it's a big transition for all of us. Right, right. Yeah. Well, and I know that your background's in financial planning. So I know that probably um, probably was pretty strategic for you, right? Like putting the savings yeah. away and building on, on the credit and knowing what they look for. Um, yeah. So did you, how did you decide if you were going to buy first or sell first? The market. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the market, because um, right now with it being a seller's market, I didn't want to wait to sell my house and then try and find a house because there's so many people that have sold a house and now they're stuck with no place to go. So I wanted to buy first and then sell. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I hate that when I see real estate agents, they're like, it's a great time to sell your home. And I'm like, where are you going to go? Like, what? <laughs> You're going to use all that money that you sold your home for and just overpay or, you know, have to put all that money into where you buy. So it's like, is it a wash or is it, I mean, I guess it depends on the market. Um, yeah. And so, so were you prepared to do double mortgages? I was prepared. You were prepared. Yes, okay. I was prepared. And I, and I told myself I would give it until June. If we didn't make any leeway, then I'll put it on the market to rent, but okay. things open up. So we were, we were fine. Yeah. Uh, okay. So how many homes did you tour and how did you do that driving what two and a half hours? I kid you not. My husband and I, we looked online at houses, but we only toured 
one house with a realtor. What? One? One wow. house with a realtor. Yes, this was, it was an amazing experience because I, I didn't expect it. We looked at, we wanted to look at other houses, but we drove by and wasn't what we looked, what we wanted. So when we saw this house with the realtor, we said, we want to put in an offer today. Right. And did you use the same real estate agent to sell and to buy or I no. guess not because it was so different apart. Okay. No. Um, and I didn't even know the realtor when I purchased the house, I found her on online. Oh, really? Yes. So just through like a Zillow lead or through, through Oh, okay. Lead. Okay. And how was that agent? <laughs> well, she was very upfront with us and told us that she had only been a realtor for two years. Okay. So, um, I'm I, here in North Carolina. I do the financial preparation for home ownership class with the city of Jacksonville. So Ooh. I was already familiar with the process. So I was able to, you know, not have her hold my hand because I already knew what I wanted and wanted to right. keep things rolling. Right, right, right. But I mean, I'm sure part of it's like, I shouldn't have to like lead you with cookie crumbs to get me to where I need to be. Right. Yes. Oh man. Oh, I can't believe you only had to do one. That's so awesome. I know. So did you have, did you have to like go in guns blazing with your offer or was it more like a, here's what I'm comfortable with. Take it or leave it. What, what he listed the property at was our offer. And, oh, that's, wow. what we, and that's what I know it was. I'm still trying to pinch myself. You're like a unicorn. My God, <laughs> how does that happen? I know I was prepared for um, multiple bids, counter offers and things like that. I'm just so glad that we didn't have to go there. So, right, right. Yeah. Okay. So then how did you time this? Like once your offer was accepted, did you list your house? Like was your offer contingent on your house selling or was it? Okay. No, it wasn't contingent. So after we finished um, with the sale of the, or with the purchase of the house, then I want to say it's probably less than 30 days. We had our North Carolina house on the market. Okay. That's kind of nice though. Cause you probably got to like clear it out and move like without yeah without stressing about like having your house to look a certain way when someone comes to look at it. And yes, it was completely empty. So I had, I did repairs, um, things that I knew that I needed to take care of. I had a realtor come do a walkthrough with me. So, um, it, it was, it was an awesome experience for me, but I would right. not recommend it for those who aren't experienced in this process. Right. Right. How was your listing agent? Did you find them the same way or did you know this person? Well, a realtor, um, a realtor that was at my church, she recommended him to me. Okay. He was phenomenal. Okay. Oh, good. Yeah. So you got like a 50, 50 here. Not that the, not that the buyer's agent was bad, but at least I think it sounds like your listing agent probably knew a little bit better. Uh, did you have like a million offers on your home or how did it, how did it pan out? So it went on the market on Friday, Saturday, we had six showings Sunday. We had two more. And then, um, we, we accepted an offer on Monday. Oh, wow. That's fast. That's so Very fast. fast. And Is I was, it? I was, I wish I could have given the house to everybody, but it's right. Right. Yeah. That, that part I didn't like having yeah. to choose which one. And we did not go with the highest offer because right. their sale, their purchase was contingent on them selling their house. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Did any, um, did you know if any of them were investors that made an offer on your house? Okay. To my knowledge, no. Okay. Okay. And I knew I did not want to sell to an investor. Right. You know, I had someone the other day, it was a, a venture capital person. And I was telling them about selling later. 
and how buyers are struggling. And, and she was like, well, like if I'm selling my home, like I'm going to give it to whoever's giving me the most money. Like, I don't care if it's an investor. And I'm like, mm, I don't know if we're going to see eye to eye. <laughs> I don't think yeah. we're going to be working out great. Cause like, that's part of the problem. I don't, I don't know how bad it is in your area, but there are some cities where it's like one in four homes goes to an investor. And it's like, how does anything become affordable or how do first time home buyers get their foot in the door to even start if yeah. one in four is gone. Right. Yeah. And that's not, that's not judgment to people who do sell to an investor. I think sometimes, yeah. you know, it depends on your financial situation. Uh, but man, like there has to be some sort of step into this, right? Like there's, yes. there's gotta be some I don't know, regulation. I have no idea. I, I, I have no idea. I mean, something like it can't continue like this. I, I feel like it's not I agree. A, a functional situation. Uh, okay. So how did you handle inspection when you bought your home? So when I, uh, the inspection, um, the realtor recommended an inspector, I went with them. Um, and then I spoke with them over the phone, a nice young lady. She went through the whole process with me and the deep, the report was very detailed and I was able to pick and choose which one I thought the seller should take care of. And I thought that we would be able to take care of once we got into that in, in the house. Was there anything big and expensive or was it? No, that's good. Not really because the house was built, um, 2017. It's, uh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. There shouldn't be, you'd hope there wouldn't be that much. Boy. <laughs> uh, wait, was your inspector a woman? It was not, it was a guy. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Oh, my favorite inspector in Pittsburgh. She's she started to do something else, but she was a woman. And I get like so excited when I see other women in that field, because it's just not a very, it's a very male dominated field. Right. And, and I feel yes. like a, a woman's touch would be kind of nice in that area, but maybe not. <laughs> okay. So how did you strategize your loan? Like, what did you pick? Why did you go that route? I chose USAA. I've been with USA now for about 23 years. And I just decided to, to stick with them um, with the purchase of my South Carolina house. I had Wells Fargo with my North Carolina house and I did not want to go back with them. If people could only see that your facial expressions right now. <laughs> I, you know what, that seems to be a common thread. The, the, the bigger banks seem to not be favored. Um, you know, just from my general experience of talking to people. Um, so did you have like a local person through USAA or is it? It was all done online. Okay. Oh, that's yeah. nice. That's really yeah. nice. Oh, and you bought with the VA twice, right? Correct. Okay. See, I, you know, I was listening to someone the other day about uh, VA loans and like sellers are being a little picky now on like which loans and I'm like, doesn't seem really fair. I mean, I get it. I, I get it. I'm not judging a seller, but, but I don't know. You kind of feel like, like the VA loans or, you know, the FHA loans, people are just dismissing. And I'm like, well, ugh. yes, but they said be- it's harder for the inspector is harder. I, I didn't, I want, I didn't want to turn anyone away when it comes to um, whoever they were using as a, um, how they were going to purchase their house. But um, for me, because I was purchasing a house, when I did not sell my house, I had to put money down. Right. Yeah. Okay. But I'm sure when you closed, it was nice to put off that big chunk to, uh, to your mortgage. Yes, it was to have instant equity. That was awesome. It's just amazing. You, you know, the interest rate, but then when they give you that paper and you're like, oh my God, like I'm paying this much in interest over the life of my loan. Like you just, that percentage in my brain never equates to like, 
what that total number is going to be over like 30. <laughs> did you do 30 or 15? I did 30, but we're okay. going to pay it off as, as if it's a 15. Right, right. Yeah. When you closed, did you read all the paperwork? I skimmed the paperwork because <laughs> this is my second time purchasing, and it was a lot of paperwork. I wouldn't recommend people not read it and not understand what they're signing because it's a lot of paperwork. Right. But um, my, the lawyer was very thorough in explaining what we were signing um, and why we had to sign it. Okay. Is your, does your state require you use a, an attorney also? Yes. At closing? South okay. Carolina. Mm-hmm. You kind of wonder like why some states do like Pennsylvania doesn't. I know. I think Georgia does. Um, not everybody. And kind of wonder like, don't, don't you kind of want someone there to legally tell you? I know the last guy I interviewed for Vegas, he's like, we had 10 minutes to look at the papers and the escrow agent came in and was like, do you have any questions? He's like, I, I don't even know what I would ask you. I have no idea. I didn't look at this. So did you get your paperwork beforehand or just when you got there? I got it beforehand. Okay. So yeah. I think that's helpful to at least be able to know what you're getting put in front of you. Yeah. Um, what was your first big purchase after closing? It was my car. Your car. <laughs> so I, because I had to do a down payment on the South Carolina house, because I had, I still had the other um, house in North Carolina, my vehicle was already paid for. I had a 2017 at that time. It was a Buick Encore. Okay. And because you sell prices are through the roof right now, I got uh, probably about a little over $18,000 for a used car. Wow. Yes. And I was just so glad it was paid off. So right. I did that for the purchase of the house. And um, now I have a, a car. So that was my, my purchase, biggest purchase after closing on the house. Right. Look at you. You got instant equity coming out of everywhere. <laughs> your car, your house. <laughs> So you oh. have to be strategic when it comes to your personal finances and you right. can't go in it um, with your eyes wide closed because it's, I mean, your eyes closed because it's going to mess you up in the long run. Right. Okay. So now I have two, I have one question, but I want you to answer it differently here. So okay. one, as a consumer, what would you have done differently when buying and when selling? As a consumer this time with buying, I don't think I would have done anything differently. But with my first time buying a house, I would have attended a first time home buyer's education course and got familiar with that process. But because I purchased that home back in 2009 and now being um, one of the instructors throughout the course, I already knew what to expect. But when it comes to selling, I don't think I would have done anything different there as well. Were there any surprises when you sold your home when they got an inspection? Or was it pretty well? No, I, I, I pretty much knew what was, what was going to come of the inspection. Yeah. Okay. Oh, good. Um, okay. So then as a, someone that educates consumers on this experience, what is your biggest tip for buyers in this market? Decrease your debt as much as possible before you go into purchasing a house because Purchasing a house is one of going to be one of your biggest purchases throughout your life. So you want to make sure that you don't have a lot of money going out towards debt than you have going towards other things. Because if you have freedom, 
debt debt keeps you in bondage. So if you have freedom to do other things, you're you're opening yourself up for a lot more things to receive that you can receive, especially when it comes to purchasing a house. Because right. if I was if we were bound by debt, I don't think we would have been able to purchase that South Carolina house. Right, and and float the other one, right? And float the other one, correct? Right, right. Um, what about from a credit perspective? Like, what would you give tip wise to buyers? Other than like start way ahead of time and know what your score is. <laughs> that and if I would say sit down with someone who's very knowledgeable about um, the whole credit report FICO score process because and when we were first beginning on searching for a house my husband or I we did not have credit cards mm -hmm. so that was one of the things that we had to put with it within the process before we would even go to a lender because I wanted our credit score to be at a certain level and and that's what that was one of the, pro the steps in our process right was, right was getting credit card because what? you have you to play the FICO score game like just recently you got your first credit card oh no 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 so oh, oh. My first credit card was back in 1998, but I closed oh, okay. that card in 2015. Oh, so gotcha. So from okay. 2015 to 2020, I didn't have any credit cards. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Oh, man. My husband is the um, the credit card points man. Like, he's got a whole system down of, like, he has to write a post-it note. He's like, this month, you're using this one for gas and this one for groceries. And then the, he, I, I have no idea how it, like when you sign up for this one and you get this much points and then don't use this one anymore. Like, like it gives me anxiety. <laughs> I don't know how he does it, but he gets all these like bonus points and rewards and our, our credit's great. So I, whatever he's doing, I guess is right. But like, I, I can't imagine that that strategy works out for a lot. Of, that's a lot of maintaining to work that system. It works out for some, it won't work out for, for everybody. And I would tell people it's a case by case basis, especially if you already have credit cards, you opening up another credit card when you're not managing the current credit card, it's not going to help your situation. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then, um, just for fun, can you share a little bit how you got into like the whole educational space? Cause I know, um, you know, originally we connected because you had bought and sold and carried two mortgages. Uh, but then I discovered your background, uh, actually deals with educating people about this. So how did you get into it? Well, my tenure mark in the Marine Corps was, um, 2006. And so I knew I was going to stay till retirement, but I did not want to retire with debt. So I had to come up with some type of system of, of paying myself and, and paying down debt. But I did come across Dave Ramsey. Mm -hmm. Dave Ramsey got the ball rolling, but when I went and educated myself with even more knowledge and more information, and, and I just didn't put myself in a box, right? I was able to educate myself and then show others that if I'm able to do it, this is what you can do to better your financial situation. Right. So I've been able to, to go South Carolina, Georgia, mainly the East Coast area, just speaking on my situation and then sharing my financial knowledge, because I believe that financial knowledge when applied is, is so much powerful. And then you can start to build generational wealth when you know better and then you do better. Right. Right. I think that generational wealth is so important. And I, I don't expect everyone to want to buy a home or, mm -hmm. but but you have to look at like how much further you can get ahead, you know, with that stability and that, and that equity building. Um, but it's frustrating because it's so hard for communities to be able to do that, especially in that lower price range. Um, when you look at 
how quickly those homes go off the market or don't even hit the market. It's like, oh, yes. like how do you, I was, I was talking with the National Fair Housing Alliance um, a couple of weeks ago just to say like, how do we, how do you fix this? Like, how do you get more first-time home buyers yeah. in homes? Like, how do you get them to compete without making them pay more without, um, you know, I don't know, all these programs out here, they just make things more expensive. Like you have to be really smart as a consumer to know what you're signing up for and to know what that impact is. Cause I, listen, I'm not an, I'm not an anti Dave Ramsey, um, but he's one of those players in the referral game where he'll like connect mm. you with an agent. And then he gets like two grand off that agent that's yep. coming out of the commission you paid. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Like, shouldn't that be clear? Um, I'm not, I'm not like totally anti-Dave, but like, I just have to, I feel like every time he comes up, I feel like I need to tell somebody like he's making a ton of money off of you just so you know. And his, um, his system has even changed throughout the years from when I, I think I initially did it back in 2010 to now it's totally different. Right. Right. Yeah. So do your kids get a, a cool room in this new house or did yes, they get they, to? They do. But now my kids, one, my youngest is going to college. My, um, my, young oldest she's uh staying here in north carolina and then my my middle son he's going to trucking school so it's like we're going to be empty nesters oh wow um, but yeah they they each have their own room right that's a lot of big change you're moving to like a different state but you're closer to family right so at least yeah. you have that yeah, uh, i call this the year of my transition so yeah it is yeah wait when did you retire from the reins when was that in january 2017 okay how many years were you in, in active duty 20 years, five months, and five days. Oh, I told you you're a badass, man. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> it's like the first thing I read, I'm like, man, I want to, I want to be like strong like her, man. Like that's so impressive. And and just to be able to navigate that with three kids, like you should be so proud of yourself. Uh and now you've bought two homes at this point. You're like way down the cycle. Yes. Um what I'm trying to bring others with me. So right, right. And so, okay, that's a good point. So if anybody has a question about like how, how you did it, how you navigated it, what's the best way for them to contact you? Um, they can reach out to budget money, Rachel, and that's R-A-C-H-E-L at gmail.com or on Facebook money management with Rachel Gerald. Okay. Hey, yeah. uh, any other tips that you think we missed or should share or. I think I mentioned it, but one of the biggest tips is just to know what your debt to income ratio is and then know your price range. Don't allow the lender to set you within a scope because you don't, even if you got approved for, let's say $450,000, if that's not within your monthly scope of what you feel comfortable with doing, then, then you shouldn't do it. So just definitely know your price range and what's going to um, be useful for you and your family or be helpful for you and your family. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, it's you don't funny. want to be house rich. You don't want to be house poor. Right. Yeah. It's like, Hey, look at this big house I have. I have no furniture. I can't go out to dinner. I can't see my friends, but look at my house. It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah it's funny. Um, the one story I did a couple weeks ago, the buyer grew up in poverty and, mm. and she had the same thing. Like she was approved for a certain amount. And she's like, I would never spend that much money. Like I would, it's, it's crazy to think that. And her agent was like encouraging her to spend more. And she's like, absolutely not. Like th this is my limit. I don't want to go back to poverty. Like, wh why would you encourage that? And then in the comments, there were so many people that said how they were like pressured to spend more, or they were 
they were approved for so much more than they would ever dream of wanting to spend. And it's like, cool. Like, you know, I, I wonder how many actually end up thinking they can spend that limit and then regret it. Right. Wow. Yeah. Cause I remember in 2009, when I was approved to purchase my North Carolina house and how it was high. And at that time I was on active duty. So the military was paying my, basically my mortgage and electricity. And, but I knew I was getting out, so I wouldn't have that wiggle room. So I did not want to put myself way out there because I didn't want to be struggling after I retired because so many military service members who did not make an adjustments to how they were ex- uh, doing their expenses are now struggling after retirement. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't, I didn't even think about that. I guess because yes. all that funding stops, right? Like the mortgages and the... Yes. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Is that really common? Very common, yes. And that's why they should come to you, right? So they yes. can plan that. Yes. I have one, one, one friend who did, and she was so glad that she paid off all of her consumer debt before she retired. And she was able to travel with her friend, her, with her with her young kids before she settled down where she didn't want it to go. So yeah. Yeah. You just have to apply the knowledge and prepare yourself. So it's all about preparation. Right. Right. Uh, Well, thank you so much. And thank you for your service. I know I told you that in your email, but, um, and your awesome badass story. And (laughs) it's just so, I don't know. I I just think you should be really proud of, of all that you've accomplished. Cause that's, that's way more than most people would ever give and do. So I give all honor to God. Yes. Yeah. Have a story you think would help future sellers and buyers or have a question about how everything works? Reach out to us at realestateforconsumers.com.